Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Today, we are on the run like the Bad Batch, and so we're only serving up some stolen fruit. Today, I'm joined by Nick, myself, my name's Matt, no other special guests today. Well, I didn't know you were actually going to say stolen fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, legit. Like, that was what I was thinking. Like, we are on the run. We're eating stolen fruit. We agree oh. with the Bad Batch eats. I thought so. you were gonna be like, you know, we're, we're doing some grilled fruit, you know, or like some kind of, you know, you like a dried, yeah, a kebab, or like, you know, we're going for some hydrated, you know, whatever that was. But I was like, I just guessed, I was like, oh, I stolen fruit, and you're like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's actually legit in my in my notes here. So if you could I see. Say, yeah, stolen fruit. <laughs> so, and speeder chase, like, what what else is what else is there to talk about? Um. So, spoilers ahead for The Bad Batch, episode four. We're talking about Cornered. Um, and if he, if they feel cornered, so do Nick and myself. So, uh, Jay and Chris, they, they just they only show up every now and then. <laughs> uh, so, Nick, what did you think of this episode? Hmm. Hmm. They, keep, they keep getting shorter and shorter, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I... Story. It, at first, when I read the description of the episode, I went, oh, this is going to be a filler episode because it just said, like, the gang run into a problem when they are out looking for supplies. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like the pilot of Rebels <laughs> you know, or something. Like, just, uh, but, you know, then, then I was surprised. I was like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I give it out of 10, like a 6. You know, it's not it's not a bad episode, but it's it, it, not a great episode. You know? Yeah. Um, speaking of the first episode of Rebels... We got stolen fruit and a speeder chase, so exactly. pretty pretty close there. Yeah. So, um, I um, yeah, I, li- I liked it. I mean, I, I do think I kind of wonder, like, okay, you know, if this is following the Mandalorian, so the first half of this season is going to be them bouncing around the galaxy, meeting, you know, mm. different people, and getting, you know, kind of collecting their their crew essentially. And then the payoff, and, and I, you've convinced me. I'm a, I'm a convert here. I'm a <laughs> uh, conspiracy theorist convert here. I do. I, I don't want to get too, too hung up on it because then if it doesn't deliver somewhere else, I'm gonna be like, come on, Nick, you ruined the show for me. But I do like the idea of like there being a war on Camino or Camino mm-hmm. coming up as a, as a central piece. If we think about them as a unit, or or what would have been their home. I mean, it's it's established in Clone Wars. They they talk about it, yeah, as though very fondly. I mean, this is their Tatooine. So why wouldn't there be some type of altercation, whether it's in this season or? It, you know, it, it might not be this season. I just <laughs> think I think it's going to happen, though. I think that's going to be a, a a a culmination of so many things. Is the Battle of Camino? Uh, it's just I just know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind it. Um, I probably liked it better than the uh, than I liked it better than probably Chris liked it. Chris hasn't yeah. said anything, so we can assume that, that he, he might not have watched it yet either. So, that's that's true. He's I, just, I, just, I just felt it was very straightforward. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing Finnick was a nice surprise. That's what saved the episode to me. Sure. Uh, but it was very just like, oh, we're here to get supplies. Like, oh, we come into a problem. Here, you know, it was, there was nothing other than just a linear type typical episode of, like, oh, we get this and then we leave. You know, I was like, okay, there's not really much going on here. 
Right, right. I mean, we did get the fun, fun part with Echo being a droid. So this is the first yeah. time that Echo gets like some substance of like a storyline, which I thought was fun. Um, mm-hmm. And him like having an android hand really. Uh, that was neat. That. Yeah, so, I agree. I like that. Um, Echo, Echo has a special place in my heart for that. Um, and I liked the fact that he kind of frees the droids too. He takes takes them mm-hmm. off, and we get a really weird, like gray line of slavery here. Like he sells him, you know, and 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 gray line of stealing too, because it's essentially like they they're kind of robbing. Yeah, I wondered. I wondered if people caught on to that because uh, it's kind of very subtle you know and then that you know when the robots like when the droid the main droid is like you know we can't leave we have you know uh restrictor bolts and then you see him just very subtly hand the owner all the, the restrictor the bolts. bolts yeah yeah the bolts and you know, and then at the end if you hadn't if you didn't catch that mm-hmm. and when he says okay now you're back in charge again you could assume that, like oh we'll just go back now to the, the mm-hmm. shop owner but they're free, so they can do whatever they want, you know. Yeah, and I I like the the one little droid that looks like a, I don't know, he looks like a hundred different uh, sci-fi robots that we've seen in pop culture since like the nineteen fifties, right? Like right. the, the uh, accordion arms. Like it looks like you could build this droid out of parts at a Lowe's, and I and I just I just love that little droid. <laughs> The one thing I've never understood about droids, period, is that in a world where pretty much every other droid speaks English, mm-hmm. why did they make those droids, you know, Astronex and the other ones all just beat? It's like, like, you're still giving them some kind of vocal function. So, like, why would you not have them speak? And, you know. I know. I, it, I feel like my, my phone speaks to me more than droids. So, um, you know, I mean, if you think about like R2D2, it's like, Dude, you're more powerful than a cell phone, and yet you can't talk. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say an old word, another word. You can hollow project, but you know, yeah, ours like, is not to dissect why they're created this way. I know. Maybe it's, it's like a interesting. and it's, it's things like that old old tech versus new tech. You know, yeah. like they're just they built them to last back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. Hard for them to snitch. Like, there's so many uh, just random things that pop in my head when I watch Star Wars. It's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that any droid, as long as they have one of those little screwdriver things, can hack into any system throughout the universe? <laughs> it's like this is just bad cybersecurity. The fact that this droid from nowhere can go into you know Bespin and just like, oh, I'm going to override the security systems. It's like, what, the, what? What kind of world are we living in here? This is crazy. <laughs> Um, my son wants to know where, where do they, do they just have the same wardrobe or do they do their laundry and where do they do their laundry? I mean, I guess we saw a little bit at the end of Clone Wars where we did see a laundry mat. It was like the first time that we ever saw clothes being cleaned, but hmm. man, if it's only on Coruscant and, you know, level 13, 13, come on, like, like it ships the Falcon. Does it have a washer and dryer? It has to. That's what you know, I, we, I think we've talked about this. Too. That's one of the things that it, 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 a lot of people don't notice, and I think we've talked about this before. That at the very end of Empire Strikes Back, you know, you see Lando wearing the blue cape and his his clothes, and then as soon as he's on the Falcon, he's wearing Han's clothes. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Why are you wearing Han's clothes? I think like, that it it is one of the the biggest mysteries of like he's just like, oh, I'm here now, so I'm the new Han. Like it's it's a it's a weird moment, especially. 
I don't know, maybe it's because it was made in 1980, but it feels like feels like one of those divorced dad stepdad moments where you're like you're not my dad you're never gonna be my dad i don't care if you're wearing his clothes yeah. i'm probably reading too much into that uh, it's just but, like just little things you notice you're just kind of like what's that's weird like why is he right now um one thing my my daughter pointed out uh was she thinks fennec was working for the cloners to actually track down um the girl because she only had Fennec only had uh, basically the bounty for her, not the others. And Could be. You only need one. You only need one, and I'm not sure. I mean, they obviously like they let her go, but I don't know. Um, like it's kind of odd that 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 she had the hollow of that of Omega or Omega however you prefer. It's kind of like GIF or JIF at this point. I feel like because <laughs> she calls herself Omega, you know, right. you can call her Omega, but everybody else is going to call her Omega. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't just, know. That, that's, that's, you know, the million dollar question at the very end of the episode of like, okay, who hired her? Because, you know, the, the, the outlandish part of my brain wants it to be like Darth Maul or somebody, but mm, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that is, I think it's either what you're saying. It's either the cloners to either move some pieces on the puzzle. I mean, uh, move the pieces on, <laughs> move the pieces on the board to get them to go somewhere they want to control the environment. Or it's someone like Boba Fett who is still young at this point, And it would establish some kind of relationship later on in the Mandalorian to why he would save her, you know, Hmm. Uh, and that's another one that could be could be there because you know because you know you saw that in Clone Wars how he had a little ring there of bounty hunters you know people like Bosk and other people that he worked with yeah. and he could she could easily be in that ring of like oh here's a little side mission go ahead you know they they did a great job of setting up why she's such a such a BA right I mean we already kind of knew that she Fennec can hold her own but seeing her go up against uh, Wrecker uh, which I mean. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, you know. But she used really kind of counterweight, you know, measures that she was using on him. Um, and I got the feeling that Hunter is is like he's still doing that new dad thing where he's just like he's at the store and your kid's playing with something. Don't touch that! You're gonna break. I'm trying to get five bucks out of this stupid landmine so we can get off this rock. And you're, I mean that that was such a stereotypical plot line of like oh something distracts the kid and they run away and you want to be like i in that in that moment you know when he yelled at her for almost dying in the, the second episode you know yeah he over overstepped a little bit but it's understandable this one is totally justifiable for him to shake the crap out of her you know like because <laughs> it would have been one of those like do you not know we're wanted do you right. not know that we're like you know like i'm trying to put food in your mouth and what do you do you run off like, like it just i would have lost yeah. it you know um, and she runs off uh, because she sees a, you know, a, a creature. Yeah, yeah. Now that creature uh, is actually in resistance. Um, Who is it? Okay. It's, yeah, it's named Buggles. It just looked like a fat pug to me. I was like, okay. and it's called a vor. It's it's a, the species is called a vorpack, or mm-hmm. vorpack, uh, vorpack, or I don't know. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. But anyway, if you've watched Resistance, Buggles is in it. 
it's kind of cute. You know, Buggles, of course, gets into trouble like most dogs do on any cartoon show. Mm-hmm. So um, expect the unexpected. It's interesting to get these little nuggets where they're they're pull, trying to pull in resistance because there's been a couple other species that have popped up. And um, we get the voice of Bobby Moynihan, um, oh. one of the... The, as the one of the voice actors, not only in Resistance, but now carrying over into Clone Wars, or not Clone Wars, I'm sorry, Bad Batch. So I'm kind of excited to hear his voice. You know, I hope he gets more more work because mm-hmm. he, he has such a cool, funny voice. Every time I, I hear it, it makes me laugh or, or kind of like, I'm like, oh, yeah. So what voice was he in this episode? I'm trying to remember who, who he is in this one. Um, I'd, I'd have to look it up on, on IMDb again, but he is... Um, almost there. He plays citizen number two. Oh, <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> it could be. Um, yeah. he plays he plays a specific character in Resistance. Um, it's kind of a blink if you miss it. Appears a little bit more, I think, or has a little bit more story in, in uh, the second season. But uh, hopefully, he'll he'll have a reoccurring character. It'd be nice. So. Since we're at this point in the stories, the, the one thing that just irked me in this episode was that the reason why she chases the dog is because it grabs her little doll of the clone trooper. Like, so you know she's really invested in it. <laughs> and then so she's chasing it, and then you see the dog clearly throw the clone trooper doll, and she sees it land. And then she, you know, uh, she gets into an accident, and she falls. She falls right on top of it. <laughs> and and then of course Finnick finds her, and then when they get up to leave, she just leaves the doll there. And of course I'm like, okay, I get it because it's like a breadcrumb for Hunter to find her. I, I knew that was going to happen, but still, it's like you wouldn't fall on your doll, you wouldn't chase your doll this whole way just to leave it there. Like it just it just like, <laughs> but I get it, I get it. You had to have that plot point in there. <laughs> it's fair, it's fair. Um, I I will say that the the chase sequence is really fun. Yeah, uh, I like like that was pretty much the high point of the episode, and uh, a little you know a little bit of Attack of the Clones in there, you know, just like with the the helmet style because it's very much in, in the style. It of, really was, yeah. Now I think about it, yeah, the, it was yeah very Attack of the Clones, and then like I even thought like when they first landed on the planet <clears throat> with the uh, the Portmaster, you know, mm-hmm. it's the opposite of. Uh, Mandalorian, whereas then she comes out to help him, you know, and has a George to fix it. He's all like, oh, yeah, give me money. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we also, um, this planet, and did you write down the planet? Yes, the one they went to? Yeah. Pantora. Pantora, thank you. I... So they want they wanted to go to, where do I have it? Uh, Idaf- Idaflor, uh, which is an un- uninhabited planet. Uh, but, you know, tech smartly points out that they have no food fuel and they also need to scramble their signature. So they need Smart. to find a, a port to do that. And yeah. so it's like, oh, okay, so that's what they do. And, uh, that's, yeah, I had, to, I had a couple of questions. Already. I think I already addressed most of them, but you know, you see o- Omega, um, <laughs> you know, saying like, you know, cause she wants to go on adventures and she kind of whines when she's like, go into hiding, but I've been on one planet my whole life. You know, and it, I don't want to go into quarantine. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. shut up, kid. We know. We but can. it made me—it made me think, though, about her age because the clones are really only about ten years old. Um, uh, which you know, they're twenty. Well, oh, probably just over twenty years old now, uh, physically, but mentally, you know, they've only been around for ten years because they age twice, twice the rate. 
And so that made me think about her. It's like, well, do you think that she was born the same time they were, but she is, doesn't have the growth enhancements, so she's roughly the same age as they are, or, uh, hmm. you know, or does she, or she was she bred later, you know, and, has, always, and has the enhancements, you know, to where she's. I always, I always assume that she's later because of the whole omega thing, the omega thing being the right. last, last, you know, like. But I'm uh, saying, like, but yeah. if she was then, you know, because she's probably 10 years old, 10 to 12 years old. Uh, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. So if she if she does have the growth enhancements, then. So that means that she's only a couple years old. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think, oh, you know, okay. that, that's yeah. I mean, that's the debate. Right. Like, does she have the growth enhancement or does she not? You know, or it, it, was she born bred roughly the same time they were? And then she just doesn't have the growth enhancement. So they're both 10. All of them are 10, roughly. But I don't know. It's just one of those. Puzzles you'll never see because that's what, that's what really but the things that you're never to really think about in Star Wars is like if you're a Phase One clone, you know, and you and you age at twice the rate, you know, you're four years old or you're two when the next batch is born, so you're always going to rate you know, grow at twice the age. So it's like, mm. uh, so yeah, that's something you know. Right now, we've always seen clones all roughly look the same age, but in yeah. reality, you'd have it staggered to where like some would be much older than the yeah, some would be. Yeah. Um, well, the the one thing I wanted to mention about Pantora, though, is that we've been to this planet or we've seen Pantorans before. So oh, we have. Um, okay. Yeah. In, in Clone Wars, the, the Clone Wars episode specifically, we see, I think it's one of the moons of Pantora because it's it's an ice world, um, but it's in that system. Okay. Uh, the planet that we land on, we don't see ice, but the, the one that we see... Uh, there's like actually like a blue kind of girl that like oh I remember that yeah, yeah yeah and then there's like the one guy's like evil and he's trying to get the separatists involved you know and and we get some really cool snow speeder action with uh, Anakin and and Obi Wan mm-hmm. um, trying to negotiate the negotiations we see that character twice actually. we do we we yeah. see see her again and then of course George Lucas makes a cameo as a Pantoran in. Revenge right. of the Sith. So he's green though. Where's the rest no, of no, he's blue. Is he blue? Okay, he's I thought blue. he was green. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I noticed that on the planet, I was like, "Wow, they made a lot of them blue this episode." And then I was like, "And then now that makes total sense when you when you say that." Like, it's the Smurf planet. Yeah, the Smurf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that was the only thing I was I was thinking of uh, as far as like uh, the how this connects into the the you know. Clone, because I, I I see that with Bad Batch, how they're like they're reaching for like things that we have seen in Clone Wars, and they're sprinkling in all of these other other things. Or well, that's what know. that's what to me makes Star Wars interesting is the interconnections. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to hit us over the head with them, but right. you know, like oh, like this little bitty Easter egg here references something that happened in another show. This little bitty thing, and if you get it, great. If you don't get it, it's not really that important. But uh, but I mean I I mean sometimes they are and sometimes mm-hmm. they're not. It's like it's just like you know in episode two when they see the uh, deserter clone. It's like, do you have to have seen the Clone Wars to get that? No, but right. it's, but it's a nice little like oh yeah he was in that one episode back and, in Clone and Wars. he was a, <clears throat> he was aging quite a bit yeah and that was one of those moments where it did show a bit of aging and, and difference because he would have been first yeah first been gen. probably the first gen so whereas Bad Batch I would think even just as them would be a little bit later you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, do you think, uh, so, you know, I was thinking about 
again, like this first eight episodes, maybe it's going to be like the first season of Mandalorian, you know, is there going to be kind of like a, a high point? And then, then we think, we think we're safe. And then it comes back in. Cause I'm thinking of ways that they can create, you know, they can't be on the run the whole time. I mean, we found right. out with the Mandalorian that that, that does get old after he a is while. Old, quick, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we were complaining about it like halfway through the first season. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, he's on the run, but now what? You know, there's there's the now what factor. So I would think that at some point they're gonna have to do a mission. They're gonna have to do something right. to get to get money because they're they're already they can't sell, you know, right. Well they can't they sell have, people into slavery and right. try that trick every every time, yeah. <laughs> well they have three thousand credits right now. And I would bet, you know, because they we didn't actually see them at the block, I don't think. But you know, they they've gotta do that and they I would think they at least try to hide out. For one episode, you know, but something will happen to where they realize, like, oh, we have to leave now because, like, you know, it could be, it could be one of those episodes where, like, oh, the local population doesn't want us here, we have to save them or whatever. But, uh, or it could just be something as simple as, like, oh, the Empire found us, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, there has to be some kind of urgency to, to get going. Well, and I mean, from what they've already set up or established so far. You know, I would like to see them get to some point where they're like, okay, this is how we have to go back and save Crosshair. Because they've already established that they, there's a little bit of loss there with Crosshair. Like, we don't leave somebody behind, you know. So we know that that's, that's you know, there on, on some level. What what drives them to that point, who knows? You know. So I thought, I thought they were setting up Wrecker in the last episode. Like, he got bonked on the head. I meant, to say, I meant to say that. I meant to say that. Because, you know, we had guests on the show and they were all, hey, we want to eat first. I had that in my notes, too. And, like, you know, because they were talking so much, I just forgot to mention it. But I had wrote that somewhere. Uh, yeah, because that, that's actually what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He seemed just really rubbing his head. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, is it going to trigger his chip to where all of a sudden he turns and they're going to have to deal with him? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that would be an interesting tension to kind of, like, you know, play out because you know you could have them isolated and alone and one of them flips and then what do you do you know um you know you're being hunted by um i could you know it hunter has to be always there i think he's he's our alpha that we follow you know yeah so you can't you can't get it you can't get it to the point where it's just tech and omega against the rest of them <laughs> but i could see them whittling them away and, and having it just be like Hunter and you know, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, that could happen. I mean, I don't think that'll happen this season at all. But I, I could definitely see that. It, depending on how many seasons Filoni right. has planned, because uh, I, I can't see this going more like like Rebels. I can't see it going past four seasons. Uh, uh, I, I would name him. I only think it'll happen three seasons. I mean, I mean, I don't think it'll happen four seasons. It'll be less. Yeah. But they, uh, they, they might, um, they might at least have a trajectory of like where they want the show to go. And then, depending on how successful it is, whether or not they they end it there and, and keep it, you know. But I could I could see them having a, a large tent pole, like we can get it to this this moment here, you know. I think I think we can see these heroes, you know, interacting with the Death Star. Oh yeah, yeah. like I mean, like them stumbling across it, coming into you know, it's being built still, you know. They're not they're not out there for the rebellion. It's not like they need to get this information to anybody, but you could definitely see them seeing some of these things, you know, and, and us witnessing that world through their eyes, you know. 
So, um, also Red Dawn being born, you know, um, and setting up like how Maul comes to power. I mean, we can see them doing, I don't know, even a mission for Red Dawn until they realize like, you know, how much of a messed up organization it is. Yeah, I mean, or they could just kind of become bounty hunters for a little while, or not, or just some kind of smugglers, or you know, something like that, where they have right. to embrace it just to make money so they can live. Mm-hmm. Uh, missions they don't want to do, but you know, I um, I mean, you know, I I know I've I've uh, crapped on resistance quite a bit, um, the cartoon. Yeah, uh, there there is a, a shift that happens from season one to season two, and I really enjoyed that. They buried that lead for a really long time, and then when that reveal happened, it was like a, oh, okay, and it was a definite like game changer, so that you knew that going into season two it was a whole whole new show, really. I mean, it, it the environment changed, and and the the dynamic of the show changed. Um, so I kind of I kind of look at that that like just as a writer, like okay, are they where where can they go with this if they're if they're just a, bounty hunters living on the road. Yeah, I mean, I like it when they do that. I mean, it's kind of like we've talked about with Mandalorian now that the child is no longer with him. It's like they're at a real weird spot in the show Mm -hmm. of like, because that is, for a lot of kids anyway, that was the draw. It's like, oh, I want to see Baby Yoda. You know, and now he's either they're going to do like what we had somebody mentioned last week, I think, is like, are they going to do a leap forward like 10 Mm -hmm. years or something? Or are they just going to continue on with you know, I meant more Mandalorian season of like, oh, like who's going to be, who's going to get, you know, Dark Saber, who's going to, you know, like you don't know. Season three opens up, Grogu wandering through the desert, and then this the silhouette of a figure bends down and says, "Hello, I'm Ray." Jeez, <laughs> I was just waiting for your face. Um, <laughs> And then I, I don't. I, I yeah. find out we're like twenty years in the future, you know, or something. No, no, that's not uh, uh, yeah, I guess like supposedly, I read an article not too long ago, uh, maybe a week ago, about how I think they're trying to get Daisy Ridley to reprise her role for something, and it's kind of like, no, just let it, just let it go away. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Mandal. I mean, no. I'm sure that they're going to pressure John Favreau to lead Mandalorian into that period. I don't. I want it to be its own standalone thing, like every other thing in Star Wars. Like, no. I just want it to be its own thing. Well, if they're planning in the future, they they have to at least kind of have these puzzle pieces in place where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, but, but leave it to the leave it to the 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 viewer to say like, oh, this obviously is right. but don't but don't directly, you know, say like, oh, like. Here's the birth of you know uh, the new order. You know and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that was one thing that uh, Clone Wars did. It fleshed out the world in areas that we didn't know we wanted. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, I didn't know. I realized I wanted to know clones so so much and like care about them. You know, and it created. And now we're watching a show about clones dealing with the aftermath of war. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and in some ways, I, I would say. Uh, Bad Batch is is a lot more adult than than you know uh, some of the other uh, programs that we've had because of I mean that that moment where Crosshair goes in and like kills all of those those people mm-hmm. you know like that was that's pretty gritty stuff you know that's like that's Order sixty six 
level extreme, you know, mind control, you know, and, and watching, you know, someone go really dark, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but we know Star Wars is a is a story about redemption for all for all characters. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, like, talking about it's like if we do get the in the Ahsoka show mm-hmm. or uh, any of these new shows that are going to come out, you know, because I want to see the Ezra Bridger and I want to see uh, Thrawn. You know, if if we're gonna, because that's something I, I like it being ambiguous in that. You know, I would like to see like in order for them to survive, you know, they had to work together, and then, yeah. but then when Thrawn and Ezra get back into the real world, mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, do their own thing, and like I would like to see Thrawn like like oh now we're going to establish something, you know, his power, but you don't have to call it, you don't have to name it, you just say like, and that you know so people go oh is that the new order? I don't know, like you know, but like just that's only like I like everything to be open more than just saying like oh yeah I'm the one who founded this, you know, this thing because to me it, like it's like it's like Putting a, putting a label on a relationship. It's like, eh, let's just keep it what it is. Right. I I, I, it's kind of how I feel about some of the canon and legend stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's 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 play around in this gray area where both can exist together. Yeah, like, I, we've talked about that before, like, uh, with the, uh, the Force Unleashed comic book slash video game, uh, and then the Rise of Darth Vader book, there is a certain chapter towards the end of the book and the opening of that video game that I almost like to blend the two together in that, you know, Vader goes to a planet to kill this last remaining Jedi that he found. And then I like to overlap it with the opening of the force unleashed. It's like, Oh, he, he found that Jedi and that, and then, you know, he was going back to save his son who Vader then takes, you know, as his apprentice. And then, you know, that ends up being Starkiller, which, you know, I was like, ah, oh, that could be, that could totally work. You know, even though like both of those are, I don't even think are canon anymore, but I just, I, I liked that storyline. Um, there is a, a Twitter that I, uh, Twitter, a Twitter person, Twitter, a tweeter that I follow. Twitter on, account. Yeah. Uh, Twitter account. Thank you. Lost words here. Uh, goes by Star Wars Connections at SW Continuity. So check, check, follow this person if you enjoy Star Wars. I love all of their tweets uh, because they take, they'll take like this little paragraph and they'll show it how it connects to this comic book. They'll take this one frame of this comic book and they'll show how it connects to this this other like, you know, thing that's in canon. It, it shows all of these crazy connections and they're very strung out. It'll have video game references and, and it's, it's really cool because I think that's, you know, we've as Star Wars fans. We've, we've always wondered what exists beyond the movies, you know, like oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the cracks and the gaps, you know, and, and uh, that's where the imagination kind of has its fun. I um, recently on um, our Owen and Bruce Instagram, and I'm, I'm a little behind on it, but I um, have been reading the Galaxy Guide number four. <laughs> uh, it's a Star Wars role-playing game from 1989. Had this in my collection for a while. I've just recently like, oh yeah, I want to look at, you know, and read some of these that I didn't get around to. They are some of the most ridiculous, the ones that I'm putting out first <laughs> are some of the most ridiculous looking creatures you have ever seen. You're like, this would never exist in the Star Wars universe. This is just ridiculous. But I love some of the descriptions. I love 
the way that it goes into this really some heavy sci-fi stuff there where I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, because the person that wrote it is writing it for the game and is fleshing it out by their thinking about the planet, the habitants of this planet, and how that creature evolved and how they would that creature would exist, you know, on, in a societal level. Um, and so I, I really kind of it's been this weird kind of little area where i'm just like oh you know it's it's not canon you know but it exists in the past and it exists in the period of star wars where if you were a star wars fan in 89 or 90 you were you were scraping at the bottom of the barrel to to get any information you were like there's there's three han solo books there's three lando books and there's a role-playing game that's it Kids. It's it's interesting to me. Like, is like depending on what time period you grew up. Like, Chris and I talked about this, you know, but with X Wing and Tie Fighter, those video games from Lucas Arts, and that's how like we know so much about the inside cockpits of mm-hmm. all the the ships. Whereas a lot of people, you know, if I say you know deflector shields to double front, most people are like, I don't know what that means. But playing that video game, you totally understand what double front means. You know, you're like, oh, you know, and. It's just it's things like that that I like about, uh, I guess, just growing up when we grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's like I said, the stories that fill in the cracks and the gaps that you know, uh, those little bits of dialogue, the things that we hang on to. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure if you saw it. I did. I'm assuming you did too. They uh, they announced that uh, Rangers of the New Republic is right now on a holding pattern. I had seen that and that made, gave me hope. <laughs> well, I mean, of all the new things, that was the one we were kind of like, I don't know if that was going to work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not only that, but I hated the name. Yeah. It was a I, really cheesy I, name. I, yeah. I just don't, I don't, I didn't like the logo. I didn't like the name. I mean, if you, if you want to do an, a show about Hera teaching pilots, how to be pilots, but set it between a new hope and empire. Yeah. Give me that. Well, that's, that's where, I, that's where I'm disappointed with, with the Patty Jenkins thing is that they're calling it rogue squadron, but then mm-hmm. they haven't announced what era it's going to be in. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, you can't have a rogue squadron without wedge and wedge is too old. So it's like, you're just gonna have a bunch of random pilots in there calling themselves rogue squadron. But you know, but then if you read that um, from a certain point of view story, which is really good, mm-hmm. and the Empire one, you know, it's when Wedge takes over from Luke because Luke yeah. goes off to, to Dagobah, and you're like, oh, and then that to me was a, one of the best stories in the book because mm-hmm. uh, you have that one. I'm not sure which one comes first. You have one about a Tie Fighter squadron uh, that's full of women, which is an interesting story, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then yeah, I forget which one. Then you have the Wedge one with him recruiting new pilots, and I was like, and both of those are really great stories. I remember reading the Wedge one. I have not, I don't know if I read the TIE Fighter. Yeah, I'm, not all the, I'm not all the way through that book. Sometimes I buy books, I start reading them, and then I, I put them. Yeah, I, do, I do the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's ru- they're roughly at the same time. Like, it's basically, uh, I want to say the Wedge one does come first, but I can't recall. But the, 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 uh, the TIE Fighter one is, it's during the asteroid sweep. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. And so you see, uh, you know, there. I, I need the, the to. Two, I need to dust off that book because I've been reading. Well, I should finish the book that I checked out from the library. <laughs> um, because I've been reading. I've been diving into that that uh, 
you know, High Republic series. And there's a Into the Storm book uh, that I mentioned, I think, on the last episode. And I've been kind of picking away at that. There's two books that came out, and that's, I think, the most confusing thing. I know they launched this whole High Republic thing. Oh, the High Republic. Yeah, yeah. There's so much High Republic that you're like, wait, what should I be reading? And how does it all interconnect? And what's the Mm storyline? And that can be, I think that's the probably the most, as a Star Wars fan, that's just kind of like, okay, what is this? What are you trying to sell me on? Um, there's the main book. Yeah, um, that's and, all. And then the second one comes out this summer. But like, that's the only two I plan a, on. There's reading. a Claudia Gray book that is is for young adult. Right. <laughs> and and it kind of deals in that same time frame with some of those same people. And then there's the comic book. And some characters that exist in the book, the novel, High Republic, the main one, um, uh, also exist in the comic book. So you see, you see a little bit of, of then, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to like things to be connected. You know, it's kind of like we've talked about the Dawn of the Jedi. Like the book is totally <laughs> separate from the comic book series. Yeah. So it's like you know, you don't have to read it. You can if you want, but I think that's kind of what they're doing with it. Like they're, you're, they're the characters are are there, but there's no, there's no. You know, you don't have to read one to read the other. You can just jump in. So, yeah. so I'm excited that there's a second book coming out in the main storyline because mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of, kind of more. I'm almost done with the first book. I've been that's my been my audio book, and so it's usually when I'm around the house working oh, okay. on stuff. And um, so, anyway, that's that's my Star Wars for the, <laughs> the, uh, the week. I guess I. Um, we finished our. Galactic Order rewatch. I know you and I have talked about this. The kids, my kids and I, we we started off from the Phantom Menace all the way to Rise of Skywalker. We watched every movie, every TV show, every scrap of visual information. We skipped a few things, like we didn't watch the entire. Uh, holiday special because we already, <laughs> we already watched it in November. I was not subjecting them to it again. I was like, yeah. that's child abuse. So, um, I mean, that's understandable if you skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why I'm a little bit more familiar with Resistance because I just went through and, and rewatched it. Um, I enjoyed more of the second season. Um, and the one thing about Rise of Skywalker, as I've continued continue to watch that and again we have our we've talked about this this movie it's it's i really i really love c-3po yeah and he's his parts throughout the movie are hilarious that's what that's what was funny to me is that you know because i i hated i hated uh uh, Last Jedi Force doesn't Awakens. deal. Last Jedi yeah. doesn't deal with the droids at all, and Force Awakens completely ignores right. And to me, and to yeah, both exactly. Of them. But so, like, yeah, because I, I hated the Force Awakens because to me it was just a recopy of A New Hope. Right. It, it offered nothing new to me as a in plot wise, so that's why I didn't care for it. Last Jedi just took everything, went, <laughs> I'm throwing it out, and and then it was just so weird and hodgepodge mm-hmm. and an act that didn't belong there. And then, and so when we got to Rise of Skywalker, which I've said before, the first bit of that movie I actually liked mm-hmm. uh, because exactly what you're saying is that it, it brought it back to the droids, and you have so many C-3PO lines that you're that are believable, and you're like, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's C-3PO. Like him just kind of like, like I said before, like when they go through like the quicksand-ish type yeah. stuff, you know, and they're all like checking each other and he's like, I'm perfectly fine. Like, <laughs> it's like that is, that's because like no one cares. You know, right. Like, Right, and, and, and then and then Finn arrives, and he's like, "Oh, I'm oh. he like he's still saying that he's okay, and and it's just it's so good, how he's used the comedic timing for it, and the pacing, the fact that we get them on an adventure together. That's all we wanted. Yeah, um, is is that that those those people together? I realize the Empire divided up the store. The you know, the Empire Strikes Back had done done that where they broke up the main story core, but really. You want them all together on an adventure. Like, well, that's, that's what really that's what makes the Empire neat is that you know because you you have one unit in the in the first movie, yeah. and then they have like all people do. You have your own little right. things, but then yeah, when they come back together, you're like oh, it's on, you know? Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, um, rewatching that, you know, I'm 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 a little bit, <laughs> I'm a little bit more like, and and I guess I I still hold out hope that there's going to be. I don't even need another trilogy. I just, I just need an episode ten that sets everything right, like, <laughs> like that just sets it. Just an episode ten that's just like, and there you go, like there, there you go. I will say the other uh, thing that I noticed about Rise of Skywalker this time through, we we assume that that is a sunset at the end, and I haven't read into this, so you know, email you think, it. You thinking it's a dawn? No, it is. Like I, I totally think that this is the rise. Like it's a sunrise, mm. and it would make sense because of the the name of the movie, and because when she arrives there at the very beginning, it's actually kind of like that blue cl- blue sky, like early morning uh, light. It doesn't feel like sunset. Like sunset has golden hour. Morning light has that blue kind of feel to it, and um, so that was one thing I noticed. You know, rewatching it. Uh, whether or not the the script or the the book says otherwise, I don't know. I think it's a missed opportunity that we didn't see Vader's castle. We were mm. we were rumored Vader's castle for so long. You set it up in Rogue One. Payoff that we know that that's Mustafar at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. That's all we need. I, I just the lava volcano in the background. That's all we needed. So anyway, that's I don't want to I don't want to get into a big huge notes on Rez Skywalker because we'll be well, here yeah. for another hour. Yeah. There, there's so many like things like just the nitpicky part of me. Like Zach, I wanted the I wanted that as well. Like, you know, it would have been a lot cooler than some freaking Sith planet. Uh no. Well, but, oh, oh, you mean the final battle being on on, on Yeah, or, or just something. You know, you got, I mean, I just thought it was weird. But, you know, to me, like I was I was in agreement with a lot of people who really did not like her calling herself a Skywalker at the end of the movie because mm-hmm. it's like it's the same as like when in A New Hope when Luke is just devastated that Ben is dead, you know, over on the chessboard, you know, and and Leia's over going like, you know, it's okay, it's okay and she's like, I just saw my whole planet explode with everyone I've ever known on it. And you're crying about an old man you knew for like two hours. You know, like that, that, that's, you know, and it's the same thing. It's like, you didn't even know Luke. You showed up, he treated you like crap and then he died. And you're like, I'm a Skywalker. You know, like it just like, uh, she was always searching for. Yeah, but, but she was more, she was, had more time screen time and connection with Han than she did with Luke. Probably, you know, uh, I would say, I mean, Okay, one other like and and again, complained and bitched about this, but they need they needed to let their writers free yeah. to give us stories that existed between 
two of the movies. That's all we needed. Two of the movies. Because we had that with, with A New Hope to Empire. We had this vast span of time where all of our star heroes can do all of their star cool things, right? They missed out on the opportunity to have three years in between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker and you, sh- you show us. I don't care if it's animated with different actors. I don't care. But show Leia being a Jedi, training mm. Rey. And then, then all is said and done. We can, we can see we can, we can, you can tell so much more in that little gap, but instead you get this throwaway. Penny. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get down a dark path here, Nick. Yeah. Did you, I, uh, did you I see like it? C-3PO? That's all I wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, it's true. Uh, there's two memes. The first one just goes back to uh, the holiday special, which I thought was funny. I'm sure if you might've seen it or not, where it's like, just remember that the CGI Mandalorian uh, Luke Skywalker is still more believable than the holiday special Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's perfect. And uh, and then the other one was about R2. It was like, you know, R2 is old as F. You know, it was like, <laughs> he never had his mind erased, but he still know to keep his lips shut. <laughs> he knew he knew everything, all, all the way even to the, the sequel trilogy. He shut himself down because he did not <laughs> want to give away anything for his boy Luke. You know, I was like. That's good. Yeah, like. I haven't exactly. seen that one. Um. Well, uh, before we overstay our welcome, because we've only provided you with stolen fruit, probably some Melu runs. You can shish kebab them up at home or eat them raw on the streets. Did you have any other thing that you wanted to say about this episode? I mean, not we, the episode. I think we covered. I mean, I had you know just talking points, but we covered everything that was really worth talking about. Because um, I mean, say it was a short episode. It was only like twenty something, like like twenty four mm-hmm. or twenty five minutes. It was a short episode compared to the other ones. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than just like just from fruit for thought of just you know her age and and things like that, uh, that was really yeah, like, that's all it was was like the speeder bike chase and uh, Finnick and the mystery okay. of Finnick. Who's she working for? Is she working for the Huts? She could be working for the Huts. But Huts how would be. they know? How would they know about Omega? Like exactly. She, like who would want Omega? The Empire doesn't seem to care, or is it the Emperor? It, saying like that's that's what I think it is. It's it's most likely what you're saying. It's most likely the uh, the Kaminoans. It's most likely and that would be that would be the yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would be number one. That's the number one seed, I think. Yeah. Uh, Emperor and Boba Fett. I say Emperor's two seed, and then yeah. three seed is Boba Fett. Like he like a, a subcontract kind of thing out there, mm. like because uh, he is the son of Django. Makes sense. Like oh, mm. like you will contact you know this kid, you know. Which then it would still be the 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 convenient, you know. Them it still. would be. In, here's another interesting way that they could bring in um, Boba Fett is what if, what if Fennec has captured Boba Fett, as well as mm-hmm. like she's not working for Boba Fett, but it's she's working for the, the yeah. Kaminoans to bring in one of these. Cl- they need they need uh, DNA because right. Boba Fett's got DNA that would be like Django. So oh, he's just pure, yeah, yeah, unaltered. So, <laughs> so I mean, it would be an interesting way to bring in a young Boba Fett um, and seeing maybe a little bit of that origin with Fennec because I don't know how. I mean, they've mentioned or alluded to the fact that the book of Boba Fett can go back in time, or we might get some, but we don't know. We don't know that for sure. Yeah. So they're going to do flashbacks. Be here before you know it. <laughs> um, well, um, 
yeah, this was a great show. Yeah, we went longer than I thought we would. We did, yeah. But you know, you and I—I I mean, we started talking Star Wars, and then you got me all riled up about Rise of Skywalker. Mm. I just wanted to say, I—it grows on me with time, and it is my—it is—it is, it is well, one of my daughter's favorites. That's what I mean. I—I so. I get the hate. Why people hate all three? Like, as in, like little. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's there's things that are rewarding about all three, and there's things that are yeah. just irking about all three. Because you know, like like I said, I actually enjoyed the first half of Rise of Skywalker. You know, I mean, the two uh, MacGuffins really irked me. Of like, we you got this dagger, and without the dagger, and how and it's a it's a Sith artifact, yet somehow it has engravings of how the Death Star wreckage is there on the planet. That makes no sense so, whatsoever. So this is how I understood it watching it this time through. The, the engravings are actually coordinates, correct? Mm-hmm. We think coordinates in space. It could also be coordinates on that planet. It could yes, be it like a coordinate on that planet. So you, you have to stand there with it. Yeah, no. It would match that. I so, get that. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is, is that at this point in time, the only Sith that we know of mm-hmm. is the Emperor. Right. So you're saying, from a logical point of view, that the Emperor made this dagger... Because he forgot where it was, uh, <laughs> or we're gonna forget where the wreckage was. Well, and then Uchi, it got you know it, it's just it so, makes no logical sense. So Uchi was um, that was his name, Uchi, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's interesting because in the the Darth Vader comic currently they've set up the Uchi of Bastoon, and I and I wonder if it's the same because this person's working for the Emperor. Um, Uchi is like, and this is this is taking place in the uh, kind of, I think it's Empire era, um, so they're already kind of establishing this this Uchi character at least in the comics right now currently. So, so you have this person that's working for the Emperor. The Emperor's always got these like like thugs or these other like like aristocrats around him, right? So perhaps this religious zealot knows where the Death Star crashed, forged a dagger to run off into the desert <laughs> where Lando Calrissian is still searching for it yeah. and living in a moving... <sighs> Why did you have to ruin it? Okay, like I was all the way there where I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. And then, of course, you know, you know the second, like, I didn't like the second half because I just never thought the Emperor should have come back. It should have been Darth Plagueis right, or right. someone else. And then, like, the fact that you have a Sith planet with all these Sith people, when it's like when you Sith know this. Ghosts. Those yeah. Like Sith ghosts, I think. You think those are supposed to be ghosts? Yeah, yeah. I always thought that they were like Sith ghosts. Like, they were, they needed the Emperor to come back to life so that he would grant them. Like life, like they're because that's why they're just shrouded in history. We don't see them; they're not full, fully corporate. It's another thing that should have been explained better. Then you know, but like, because like to me, it made no sense. It's like because the Sith as a race is extinct. So it's like, so who are these other people if they're not Force users? And then he should have explained that. Well, these are all just the living. Well, then, but they've all been Lucas's. But then Lucas has often said that that the Sith cannot be Force ghosts. So it's like, well, then how are these people here? Maybe it's a graveyard of the Sith. Like yeah. that's where the Sith retire. Like with <laughs> anyway, for um, anyone out there, we're sorry that we just crapped on it for a while. But if you're listening to us, you, again, you know it's kind of what I do. My daughter, like she, so Rise of Skywalker is, I think, her favorite because of Ray. Like everything is is great for Ray in that movie. Like if you watch Last Jedi, like yeah, like there's a lot of Ray in it, but 
it doesn't go great for her, right? It's kind of like a, I mean, she, she lifts rocks, but she doesn't really do much in the way of like, she has that big battle with Snoke, but uh, other, she gets kind of beat up on and, you know, it's like, it doesn't go her way is, is all I'm saying. And it's a little bit more melodramatic and, and there's got a little bit more of that, like, she got, out, she got out of it without losing an appendage. So, I mean, that's, she did. She, she, if you can walk away from a Sith fight without losing an appendage, I guess that's, that's a, good. That's yeah. Great. I mean, she should at least lost a finger. I mean, come on, everybody loses something. I'm just saying like, as far as if you look at the three sequel movies and you're just looking at the character of Ray from a, from a 14 year old girl hmm. perspective, that one would be the best one because Ray does everything she needs to do and she walks away a BA. So you don't have to understand any of the plot points, Nick. You're a 14 year old girl. <laughs> hey, give her a little credit. No, no. I, my, my daughter is very, very smart and, and, you know, very thoughtful person. Okay. I'm just saying that plot doesn't matter to her. She's just in it for the character what right. happens with the character think of okay think of it as a lost fan you're not in it for the plot you're in it for the character i'm in it for the plot okay <laughs> i'm always in it for the plot <laughs> before i lose any more of us um send us an email at the force is well done gmail.com go over to janjack.com uh click on the patron link become a patron member uh help us out in any way that you can uh rate and review the show that is a great way that you can also help help out Owen and Bruce. Um, we, we would appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram when I post every three to 20 weeks. Who knows when? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank some patrons that make this show possible. Um, you know, it's the TAC batch. I, I have nothing else but love for the TAC batch. And I think that from going forward, there is no other words I can put together when doing the bad batch rewatch here not rewatch but watch is that echo eckhart and wrecker richter just flow they just they, it's they, like they're great yeah I, I can't not think of those now delivery droid ed is special only for this episode um dress yourself up like a droid ed uh maggie moynihan i i i want to come to your wedding maggie moynihan so well because bobby moynihan was in it no, no i got it Okay, yeah, I know. But best of all, jumping from Speeders, Joanne, and good old Greg. If you missed him, he was a goat. So, watch it here. It's like he was the... Gordo? Oh. Good old bro. Good old Greg. I'm glad Chris isn't here because he would just crap on the names. No, not him. Never. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining, everybody. We'll see you next time. Free show, kids. Yeah. One in a minute.